podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Children growing, women producing, men go working, some do steal. Everyone's got to make a living. Pop culture. It's that time again with the Raspy Voice Kids. Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit. I'm joining... Jeremy Phoenix. I'm in the building as well. We are here today to talk to you about the most pop culture of all pop culture in the United States at the moment. That is the Super Bowl. Now, we're not going to talk about the game so much because that was prolific. But while it was prolific, it is not what captured our minds and our attentions. It's the commercials as always. But most importantly, the Super Bowl halftime show. Jeremy, what did you think? What was your favorite commercial? Ooh, ooh, switch it up a little bit. The commercial. Um, there were a couple of really good ones. There was a couple of really good ones. I mean, obviously got the Old Town Road one. I thought was entertaining. That was a great uh, one. Obviously, the one that that went through it all uh, with the the Tide Pods. I like that it went through the with entire Tally thing. Day. And even when he's so hilarious, dude is so hilarious. Uh, I thought that one was good, too. What was your favorite? Definitely Charlie Day. I love Charlie Day. He's fantastic the whole way through. And I liked how they kept bringing it, you know, they kept it going. So it was awesome. I thought that was great. Uh, close second for me. I, I don't know if it was a close second, but it was it was another good one. Was the Hyundai commercial where they, they talked the Boston accent. He's Pac-Ca. Yeah. He's got Pac-Sist. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah, a lot of office characters in the in the halftime commercials. That was impressive. Uh, a good little treat for me being a big office fan. Um, but I thought the commercials lived up to the hype. They don't always do that, but I thought they did this year. I actually paid attention a little bit more. The Jason Momoa one was great. Absolutely. Yeah, great. that was a great one. Because the girls love Jason Momoa. They think he's so handsome and divine and all that good stuff. Then when he talks about going home and relaxing, he starts taking his hair off. And all those muscles, I'm like, yeah, what do you think now? No, and I like that they had Lisa Bonet in it, too. It was good. It was good. It was really good. Um, The commercial that I thought had no business being in the Super Bowl and almost thought, why are you trying to ruin everybody's life, was that Google commercial with the old man reminiscing about his wife. Oh, yeah. Yeah, trying to get everybody. Trying to get everybody. On a joyous occasion, he tried to get everybody. I thought, man, it was a well-done, well-produced commercial, but I just didn't think I didn't think it fit in at all. I felt like it killed the vibe, man. It really killed the party vibe. No, they were trying to get you in your feels, and I think they did that, but it did kill the party vibe, but it was one that you remembered, and that's all they care it, about. It, it didn't make me want their service. Why would I want to go through and – I don't know. Like I just feel like – I don't know. It didn't make me want the service at all. One thing that was interesting to me is that Pop-Tarts came out with a new pretzel, man. Yeah. A pretzel uh, pastry. What was interesting to me is uh, were they marketing the strawberry pastry for pretzels? Stop. Oh, no. They was, they was marketing the brown sugar, babe. They don't have See? to market it. See? That, that's See? why. Right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. When's the last I rest time? my case, Your Honor. I rest my When's case. When's the last time you saw a Bentley commercial? You don't. Oh, That's okay. what I thought, Your Honor. Basic. But anyway. Your, yeah. What so were you the, gonna say? 
No, I was like, dude, you're basic. That just means you're basic. But Pat McAfee voice. Yeah, <laughs> back to the halftime show, though. What did you think of the halftime show, Jay? Uh, I personally enjoyed it, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I kept thinking, I'm going to fast forward. I'm going to fast forward, all right? Because I was a little behind with the Super Bowl, so I was like, I'm going to fast forward. And that moment never came. I uh, I enjoyed it. I'm be honest with you, Brady. Now I'm be honest. <laughs> I'm be honest with you. I enjoyed the halftime show for all the complaints and all this and that. I honestly, you know, I didn't mind it. Believe it or not, <laughs> I personally keep hearing people either saying it was the best halftime performance or the worst halftime performance. There doesn't seem there don't seem to be very many people who are in the middle. I thought it was well choreographed. I thought they picked two great performers. I thought they picked people who transcended the audience beyond just the American audience that you're used to going into Latin America like they wanted to, including Puerto Rico. Uh, even though it's part of the United States, it's usually not what you would think of as a big Super Bowl base. I thought they did a good job finding global icons. Um, but I did feel a tad bit uncomfortable in the circumstance I was in watching the halftime show with mixed company. And I would have felt okay. real uncomfortable had my children been there. My thing is this. But guess what? Go ahead. I think you're going to say what I was going to say. No, no. Go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I want to hear what you had to say. And then, you then know I'll what I would have done if my kids were there? What? Turned it off or turned the channel. No. See, here's my thing. So you know that J-Lo, you know, and, and Shakira, Shakira is known for, for, for her moves. You know that's coming. Right when you see Shakira's on there, you should know that's coming. Because I don't think she wore what's too revealing. That's what I expected. Jenny's been saying it from the beginning. Despite the rocks that I got, I'm still Jenny from the block. She's still that same girl wearing that revealing outfit on the red carpet way back that turned so many heads. Like, you knew what was coming with J-Lo and Shakira. I don't think it was over the top. But if you were a parent and you worried about that kind of thing, like so many people are, then you should have known. And you should have decided, you know what? We're going to go make cookies during halftime. Yep. Hey, kids, let's go make cookies. Because you knew what was coming. You knew. All I say is turn the channel, turn it off if you don't like it. And I'm not saying that to chastise anyone. I'm just saying that I say that to anybody on any side of any argument. When there's something on television that you feel is not appropriate, don't watch it. That's what I do. There's all kinds of things on television that I find inappropriate or that I find um, uh, distasteful or something that I'm not interested in or don't want my children to be a part of. And what I do is I don't consume it. That's the power I have. That's the ability I have. I can make that decision. I can make that choice. And every person who's complaining about the Super Bowl halftime show could have done the same thing. They could have turned the channel. They could have turned it off. They could have gone and made cookies, as Jay and Fiend so eloquently said. No, and that's what I'm saying. And then there's some parents who do it right. And for them, shout out to them. If that's the way you raise your kids, it's great. Shout out to you. But there's a lot of hypocrites here who are saying things when they're letting their kids play these violent video games and all kinds of other things that they're exposed to, and then a halftime performance is really going to scar your child? I'm sorry. The world as it is sometimes is too much. They're exposed to so much, and some parents do a good job sheltering sheltering their kids. But most parents that are complaining are straight up, I'm going to tell you, hypocrites. Were you complaining like that last year when it was Adam Levine taking his shirt off? Matter of fact, I remember some people that I feel like are very, um, very, uh, uh, I don't know the word for it. Just, you know, just in on the up and up. 
But I remember them and their kids, their young teenage daughters talking about, ooh, Luke Bryan. We love watching Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan in those tight jeans. When he's up there on stage, he has those tight jeans on. I feel like most women will say the exact same thing. But no, no, now when it's two women who are up there, like I said, they weren't fully exposed. Um, they were wearing stuff that you may see at a, you, like if you go to Carnival. the beach or something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's a halftime show. It's a performance. If you go to see them in concert, this is what they're wearing. When you look at them on Shakira was wearing her outfit from Zootopia. That's yeah, I saw that. That was funny. So so that's what I'm saying. Like for me, I think it's overblown. And if you see, it's all. Um, it seems like it's mostly women who have such a problem with it, and I just feel like they got a little bit of rate. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought Pitbull was going to come out. I'm so glad he didn't. I'm a known Pitbull hater. I thought DJ Khaled might make an appearance. I thought Rick Ross might make an appearance. Got to be honest, I was a little bit disappointed that we didn't get DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled, he didn't want to show up there. Two two inches shorter than J-Lo. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, but, shout, but I do want to shout to Jennifer Lopez, give a big shout to Jennifer Lopez and Shakira for being 50 and 43 respectively and being able to move the way that they can because Lord knows I break a hip and a knee trying to move any kind of way they was moving. Nah, I'd be like Fat Joe. I'd just be up there leaning back. You better get rhythm with me while I'm leaning back. That's all I got. Yep. The two-step. So that's that. That's how we felt about the Super Bowl. Tell us how you feel. You can leave us an anchor message. You can send us a direct message. You can tweet us. You can text us if you have our number. Let us know what you thought. Get at the Raspy Voice Kids. Tell us what you thought about the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl halftime show and the commercials. Raspy Voice! Hey, this is Brandon from the Raspy Voice Kids. We are now teamed up with SeatGeek. SeatGeek, the place to go and get your tickets for any live event that you want to be a part of, especially if you're a sports fan. Use code Raspy Voice, R-A-S-P-Y-V-O-I-C-E, and you get $20 off your first purchase. Code Raspy Voice at SeatGeek. Download the app. Get to saving now. You want the dopest gear out? You want to look fresh while rocking the Mountaineer brands? The best thing to do is go to bookexchangewv.com. That's where you get the flyest apparel. The Book Exchange is going to hook you up for listening to the RVK. Use code R-A-S-P-Y-V-O-I-C-E, Raspy Voice. Code Raspy Voice when you go to bookexchangewv.com to get the flyest Mountaineer gear and souvenirs. Um, 17-4. Great record. Uh, I think Huggins said it best when he said, last time I checked, you got to win six to win it all. These kids talk about winning it all. Last time I checked, you got to win six games to win it all. Uh, that's in the back of my mind now. That sticks in the back of my mind now. Uh, we did go early in the season to have a six-game stretch to begin the season. After that, we haven't. 
we keep having these lapses. I don't think Texas Tech was necessarily a lapse. I think they came out hungry. They have the talent. They got a five-star kid who came in, uh, felt very much like an NCAA game. They hit, you know, over 60% of their shots or, or three-pointers. Um, so for me, I'm in a constant evaluation. Can we win it all? Can we win it all? I think we can. But what it helped me to appreciate is we have to get hot. So there's certain teams that are just going to beat you because they're, uh, they're better than you. I don't feel like we're that much better than the next best team to be able to just show up any night. For West Virginia to win it all, we're going to have to get hot. That's the bottom line. We're going to have to hit shots because we can't be in a tournament with 20 points and a half or 25 points and a half. Um, the NCAA tournament is a completely different monster. I think we'll mentally and physically be ready. I think we'll go to war. I think we'll, you know, rebound and play physical. But those there's those games that you just need good fortune. But most importantly, we just have to get hot. We have to start hitting from outside. And I don't even care if we hit now. 17-4 is a great record. We got some big boys coming in. We got a few games. We got Baylor twice. We got Kansas. Um, we got games coming up. But to win it all, to win the Big 12 tournament, to win the NCAA tournament, we're going to have to get hot. Because I don't believe in us being able to continually hit shots for six games. The only way that happens, as I've said 17 times during this, is if we get hot and get on a hot streak. So that's what we have to cross our fingers for. Sweet 16, I think almost definitely. Um, but there's, like I said, we, we got to make the ball go, go through the hoop. I think you're right. I think Taz Sherman is starting to get a little bit of a feel, um, more comfort than he had before. I think Brandon Knapper is slowly going to emerge out of the doghouse, and I think those things are going to make a big difference. I also like McCabe last game, and McCabe is on the court to pass the rock. We need a shot from him every once in a while, but it's to pass the rock. He threw some dimes. He threw some passes that were I'm the point guard. I'm the only one on the court who could throw this pass. That's what we need from him. We don't need turnovers, but we need those creative way to get our bigs inside the ball, pick and rolls, little things that he does. Um, the more he develops that, the more that we see that. Early on in the year, I wasn't the hugest McKay fan because I felt like he wasn't passing the ball the way he needed to, and he's out there to pass the ball, like Huggins said. He's not out there to score. He's not out there to play defense. Last game, is I saw what I wanted to see. And if you noticed, he played a lot more because um, he had Huggins' trust. Because when he's playing like that, when he's playing confident and delivering the ball on time, where it needs to be, passing, fitting into holes that nobody else can hit, we excel. And I like seeing that from McCabe. I like seeing it too. I like. I think the whole team feeds off of it as well. I think one thing that you're going to see different – one of the things I was going to say about where you were going about how we haven't won six in a row since early in the season – we're playing on the road in arguably the toughest conference to play in with defenses that are extremely tough. We're not going to be playing on the road in the NCAA tournament. We're three and four on the road right now. We're undefeated at home. We're three and zero oh on neutral courts. Guess what the NCAA tournament is full of? Neutral courts. Neutral court. Yeah. So I'm not so worried about the team being three and four on the road in a tough conference. Personally, a young team. Um, but I am concerned about guys making shots, like you said. That's the difference. When you make shots, everything is better. People play harder on defense. People rebound better. People get better. There's better spacing offensively. Everything's better when the ball goes through the bucket. And Derek Culver did a really good job uh, against Texas Tech making free throws. He didn't do such a good job this last game, 
but he did against Texas Tech. And they were big, and we needed them. They were big. If, we if he would have been missing for shots against, I mean, free throws against Texas Tech, we'd have got blown out. Yep, it would have been a, him. It him making his buckets. The thing is, I, I say this about Texas Tech us not being able to beat them and to win six in a row, but Texas Tech is a good team. Texas Tech probably played their best game all year against us, and we and we were in the game and we fought. Now I'm not trying to get into moral victories, but the truth is, like our team didn't give up and we kept fighting and we kept coming back. Um, it was just their night. It truly was just their night. But we have to figure out a way to overcome that because, like I said, when we get into these big-time tournament games, you're going to play teams that it's just their night, and you got to find the will to, man, we shouldn't have won that game, but we did. Rap me, boys! Big shout to Shrinkables! Shrinkables, supporting the RVK partnership since day one. This is the Raspy Voice Kids little break from what we do normally. We want to add a little spice to what we talk about because the XS, XFL is brewing. X, going to give it to him. He's going to get it to him. Don't give it to him. Get him. Get him. It's coming this Saturday. We got a lot of Mountaineers in the league, Kenny Robinson being one of them, Kenny Bigelow being another, and there's plenty of more. If you want to check them out, you can check them out. The XFL starts this Saturday, and the, and the Raspberry Voice kids are going to talk about it. Jeremy, how are you how are you feeling about the XFL? Man, I'm never on the stuff like this. I don't believe in it outside the NCAA or college football. Never about that life, but I decided to do thing, Brandon. I'm going in. I'm going in. I'm going in. And I'm gonna go hard. And I'm gonna go hard. And I'm gonna go hard. So I'm going to try to do it, man. I'm just jumping in feet first. We waited all the way up to this moment for me to pick a team, and I went back and forth. Should I go D.C., uh, the Defenders, which, by the way, your defense better be on point if your name is the Defenders because there's all kind of gifts and all stuff about being defenseless, and you better have good defense because um, they're the closest team to us. But I can't. I got to stick with New York, the Guardians, man. I like the I like the jersey uniforms. I think they look dope. The grays are especially fresh. Um, there's just there's just you know they look like the most NFL type ish team. Um, so I'm letting you know now. There's very few times in life where you can pick the team that you like uh, at an older age. And I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm jumping in. There's no reversals. New York Guardians. That's my squad. There it is. And. I'm going to be rooting for them as well because Drayvon Askew Henry is on the New York Guardians. Give it up for that Mountaineer boy. Shout out to the freshman All-American in, the prior, in prior years, Drayvon they, Askew Henry. To name a few others, the St. Louis Battlehawks, they have Kenny Robinson, Terrence Garvin, and Will Clark. The Vipers have uh, the offense, the big offensive tackle, Marquise Lee. Lucas, excuse me. Um... One more. Uh, DC Defenders, you said Kenny Bigelow. Obviously, we know about Kenny Robinson, but it's going to be fun. Uh, the uh, Mountaineer alum, uh, Oliver Luck, was all over TV talking about it, the different rule changes. There's little differences in this game, especially when it comes to overtime, especially when it comes to kickoffs. There's a little change. Time restraints are a little bit of a change. But we're going to figure it out. Look, look, it's new. We're going to figure it out together. Hopefully it lasts. Maybe it doesn't. But I'm just letting you know, B, I'm all in. Vince McMahon, you got me, son. All right. Now, the next thing Jay wanted to talk about was our homeboy. He's not our homeboy, actually. I don't know why I said that. (laughs) The infamous P. 
Peter Rose. Jeremy. Quickly, Quickly, I just wanted two seconds to talk about Pete Rose. Everybody loves Pete Rose. Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. My opinion, he has the records to be in the Hall of Fame. Charlie I I will also say this. He knew the rules. I've said this before. He knew the rules. The rules were you bet on baseball, you're not in the Hall of Fame. He knew it without a doubt. You can say whatever you want since then in steroids and other people being in. I will say he knew the rules. So while I feel like he should be in, I don't feel sorry for him because when he was breaking the rules, he knew the punishment was a lifetime ban. But we'll see how this transpires. I won't be mad either way. Well, he was brazen about it, making bets from the dugout and then lied about it for 15 years till it was time to sell books. Then he thought he could come clean and make everything right. And baseball was like, nah, son, that's not how it goes. It's, it's to me, the lie and the cover up is probably worse than the sin. And that's what, that's where we are right now. Um, but I think Pete Rose deserves to be in the hall of fame. And just like you do, I just don't feel sorry for him at all. At all. And no, I don't think he's changed. Only has changed his age and wanting to be in the Hall of Fame. Exactly. That's all he's got to live for now. <laughs> but he That's makes a good is. point. He makes a good point. If you're not going to punish the guys who cheated with the with the um, signal stealing sca- uh, scandal, how can you punish him? But Easily, because that was the rule. It never said you steal signals, you're out of the Hall of Fame forever. You knew the rules, and you decided, I'm bigger than this, I do what I want. So you got it. You yeah. got it. I agree. All right, that wraps that up. Time now for the Daxter Miles interview. Check us out. Dax, Dax go crazy. Rap me, boys. We love our man, Jim Ashley, the quintessential businessman and international world traveler, Jim Ashley. We thank you for being a sponsor and partner with the show. We love having you on. Can't wait till you're here again. The Raspy Boys Kids are brought to you by Swill Dog Hard Cider, the finest hard cider in all of the world, made right there in Franklin, West Virginia. They are encouraging you to get Swill. Hail West Virginia. Hail West Virginia. You are now tuned into the Raspy Voice Kids. Once again, it's time for another Golden Blue interview with your boy Brandon Phoenix. A.K.A. I also hate Pitt. And today we have a special guest, a monumental figure in the history of West Virginia University basketball, Mr. Daxter Miles Jr. Dax, thank you for joining us today. Ready for you to go crazy, man. Uh, no problem, man. Thank you, guys. So what's it like? You're, you've gone from playing collegiate basketball at the highest level uh-huh. all the way into the NBA G League. What's that like um, for you? Um, oh man, it's been um, it's been a journey, man. You know, um, it's been a lot of changes. Uh, I had to get used to a lot of things, and um, just you got to keep grinding, man. No matter what. Now you said there's been a lot of changes. What would you say has been the biggest adjustment between top level college basketball, Power Five basketball, and G League basketball? Um, I would say one of them would be just the change of you transitioning from doing, uh, having your schedule put together for you every day in college to having pretty much you make your own schedule uh, as a pro. So that's probably the biggest challenge I, I had to get used to. And it goes, I would imagine, the transition from being coached by Bobby Huggins 
one of the greatest coaches in the history of college basketball, to now being coached by someone different for the first time in four years. What's that like for you? Yeah, um, I haven't met a coach like uh, like Coach Hugs yet. Um, he he brings the best out of you. You know, um, he just introduced you to a style of play that you thought that you probably couldn't get to. But um, luckily, having him as a coach, um, he tapped into my uh, my potential uh, on both ends of the court. Um, he taught me how to play like defense. I mean, you got to want to play defense, but he taught me how to play defense and. Um, this, you can play hard no matter what. You might not hit all shots all the time, but you know you can defend all the time. So, man, I'm picking up that Baltimore accent. It always Baltimore, New York. They always kind of run together for me. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I get that all the time. Just a little bit. I'm picking it up. So you went to Dunbar <laughs> High School. That same high school as Tavon Austin, right? Yeah. So you got two legends coming out of there. A little bit of a pipeline for West Virginia University, but I love seeing that. I love seeing it when you came, and I love reminiscing about it now. Um, yeah, Dunbar is different. That's what they say, man. That's what they say. We talked about hugs just a little bit. I want to know what is your best Bobby Huggins story. Uh, it's whew, it's too many. It's too many to uh, talk about. But um, let me let me think real quick. Give us I really can't one. give you one off the top. Uh, let me see. I can't. It can't even come to mind right now. All right, that's cool. We'll circle back. What's one thing that people get wrong about Daxter Miles Jr.? What do you do? Like, do you see the stuff people put on social media? Nah, not really. Um, I don't have a Twitter. I haven't had a Twitter in probably about seven years. I think I'm not sure, but. Um, I'm very, I like to be very, um, I, w- I don't want to say secretive, but I like to be into like, you know, doing my own thing. I don't really like a lot of outside noise too much. People probably get that confused. I'm more into like my friends, like personal. You keep it close to the vest. Yeah, I try to keep it close as I can. All right, well, look, I'm going to take you, I want to take you out of that for a second. This is something that maybe you swore you would never talk about. I don't know. But did you and Javon Carter ever play one on one? Did we ever play one on one? I'm pretty sure we have. I don't remember. But um, did we? You telling me you never had, dunked on him? Have I ever dunked on JC? Nah, a lot of the times, man, he was on the same team, like doing practice and stuff. But we had our battles. Um, I'm a big one on one player, too. So. Uh, yeah, that's that's a tough one. I don't even remember if we did play one on one. We was always on the same team, so. But you didn't get any of that extra court work one on one. Nah, like when we did extra court work, we never played one on one. It was all like always like just getting shots up and stuff like that. For a lot of us, the enduring moment there are two moments that I think people think about with Daxter Miles. Number one, when you guarantee victory over Kentucky. <laughs> Let me clear that up. Can I clear that up? Clear it up. Let's hear it. Okay. So now, I never spoke about this because I really don't care too much about it, but um, I never said, I never guaranteed a victory over them. If you watch the interview, I said that the goal is to try to make them 36-1, and but the media, like, twisted my words up, so. 
All right, so that's one thing people get wrong about Daxter Miles. I personally liked yeah. it. I thought you did guarantee it, and I liked it because I like moxie and I like confidence. And I especially <laughs> like yeah, I'm definitely full of confidence. Yeah, I especially like it coming from our squad. So when you when <laughs> pe- when they made it sound like you guaranteed it, I loved it. <laughs> it's all good. It's, I don't really care. But it, yeah, but it went the way it went. But we grew from it, right? Uh, Definitely, I get it. I get um a few naysayers here and there talk about it, but I forgot about it until you just brought it up. <laughs> my, <laughs> my but no, it's all, it's all good, man. I'm not trying to bring up bad memories, but because the second memory I think that people have of Daxter Miles, and probably the bigger memory is of you and JC kissing the floor. Oh yeah. Um... That was a big night for us. Um, I probably I probably cried the most that night, and I'm not a big crier, but that game, that was everything. There was everything for us as fans too, man, watching it. Because the thing that I think fans want more than anything is to know that the people they're rooting for care as much or more than we do. And sometimes it doesn't feel that way. But on that night, it was very obvious. And there was no question about where your heart was and where it had always been. Yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of people don't uh, probably don't know that I love playing for like for other people. You know, I love playing for my family. I love seeing like the joy on little kids' faces when you get a dunk and the small things like that. That's what's up, man. That's what it's all about. All right, so you answered all the questions we have for you. Um, Real quick, while we're here, did you did you ever get to meet Kobe? I never got to meet Kobe, man. That's one thing I wish I had a chance to do. That's my favorite player ever, man. You got that mama mentality, especially defensively. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, man. That's my guy. My dad, um, my dad put me on the Kobe at a young age, and ever since then, I just I only I only looked up to him doing for basketball. Him and my dad, and a few others too. All right, man. So now we passed, uh, we've passed those, those questions. I want to do what we call rapid fire. We just ask these questions. You answer them as quick as you can, okay? Okay. Who's got the best fast food French fries? Uh, uh, I'm going to say checkers. Better, better chicken sandwich, Popeye's or Chick-fil-A? Popeye's. Does ketchup go on a hot dog? I just, I just had a Popeye sandwich like two minutes ago. And was that the first time you had it? Nah, this is probably like the 10th time. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I remember my first time, man. I remember that first time for real. That was my. I love it, too. We picked Popeye's over here, too. <laughs> All right, does ketchup go on a hot dog? Not for me. Must be. Best Pop-Tart? Uh, the Oreo one. Lion King or Toy Story? Toy Story. Um, best breakfast cereal? Oops of All Berries by Captain Crunch. That's a good one, man. That's a real good one. Yeah, gotta put the people on to that one. And, uh, let me see. What I think I feel like I'm leaving something out right now. Does pineapple go on pizza? Not for me. I'm a I'm a plain Jane cheese type of guy. And do you pee in swimming pools? Yes, I do. 
See, I appreciate the honesty, man. Some people get on here and try to front, but you kept it real. Nah. <laughs> Alec Manoa said, he, he says the best place to pee. You remember Alec Manoa, the pitcher for WVU, who's now with the Blue Jays organization? Yeah, I heard of him. He says the best place to pee is in the hot tub because there's bubbles and it's warm and you can't tell. Ah, uh, <laughs> that's a good idea. I said that dude ain't getting invited to no hot tub parties no time soon. <laughs> Definitely not. Hey, Dax, we wish you the best, man. We wish you the best in the G League. We know you're out there playing for the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. Go do your thing, man. Keep representing for WVU, representing for yourself, for all of Baltimore. Do your thing, man. Uh, man, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for uh, tapping in. Yeah, we appreciate having you on the Raspy Voice Kids. No problem. Sports Social Podcast Network.